Impact of Influence, the tragic story of a powerful South Carolina family and the mysterious deaths that they are linked to. Hello, friend. Uh, this episode is we're cranking out in kind of real time as we read the tweets and the articles that are popping up. Uh, I am Matt Harris. Seton Tucker is here. Our legal analyst, John Snyder, joins us, former DA and, and former uh, uh, defense attorney as well. So the news that is breaking as we were sitting in here recording the podcast is Seton. Alec Murdoch is expected to be indicted this week for the murders of Maggie and Paul. His uh, wife and son that occurred June 7th of last year. And it was on the Moselle property, which is about 1,700 acres, uh, which is in Collington County. And this has been going on 13 months now. There has been word from various agencies that SLED, South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, spoke to Maggie Murdoch's family and John Marvin, the younger brother of Alec, today out of courtesy. That was reported by ABC News 4 and the Post and Courier that it was a courtesy and that he met with them for approximately 30 minutes. Uh, Avery Wilkes from the Post and Courier uh, tweeted that uh, John Marvin told him, quote, the entire family has been consistent that regardless of what goes on, we want the truth. You know, when I spoke to John Marvin, that was the sentiment he gave to me as well, that they just want the truth. They want answers in the deaths of Maggie and Paul. So I believe he's definitely sincere in that sentiment. Fitz News first with a story uh, today, and uh, now it is everywhere. Yes, and Fitz reported that the grand jury is meeting on Thursday to go over these indictments. Okay, uh, John Snyder. Uh, first, we'll... we'll go to this. Uh, grand jury, that's usually a secretive thing. Am I correct? And how long does a grand jury usually convene? So a grand jury is called um, to hear all of the indictments that are being presented by the various law enforcement agencies in their district. And so What's happened here is a grand jury has been convened in Colleton County and law enforcement is presenting evidence to them, asking them to return an indictment against Alec for the murders of his wife and son. And the way that works is it's it's non sworn testimony or excuse me, it's sworn testimony. But it is not an open proceeding, and law enforcement will come in and walk through the evidence to give to a jury of, of peers, citizens of the county, to decide whether or not uh, he should be charged with murder. And how quickly does that something like that turn around? Y- usually, it will happen within you know day, days or less than days, or even hours. They, they come in and give an overview of the case. They give them the probable cause that they have to believe that an indictment is merited. The grand jury weighs the value of the evidence and the probable cause evidence that's presented, and they return a true bill. 
which uh, is the indictment that will then be served on the, the defendant. So we know no other suspects have been mentioned other than Alec. Um, Eddie Smith was in jail. He was released last week. What do y'all think? That he was somehow singing, giving evidence against Alec? Because it seems coincidental that this is happening just the week after Eddie was arrested. I think he, I think he finally was able to get a bail bondsman to post bail, first of all. And, and secondly, his testimony is going to be key in in any case for a conviction in any of these criminal matters if he was somehow knowledgeable about you know Alex's alleged activity and so he's he will be a key witness obviously he will have all kinds of uh yeah he'll get banged up pretty hard by defense lawyers but um it may have been that law enforcement wanted to see if what he was saying is true, and it turned out it was true. I mean, it could be a number of possibilities. Um, my, my my belief throughout this process has been law enforcement has been of the utmost um, care in making sure they had a lock-tight case before they accused this known litigator of murder. And so... Uh, whatever the evidence is that they have is going to be compelling and and strong enough to get a conviction in their opinion. And I think that I think the ability to wait as long as they did to bring charges has a lot to do with the fact that Alec was already in prison, right? Because if they uh, let's say he wasn't in prison. And then he takes 13 months or whatever to bring charges. People are like, Lee, you let this guy walk around all this time. But when he's in jail, law enforcement may not be as rushed. Are, are we on board with that one, either of you? No, I agree. I mean, especially if the basis of the allegations are he has millions of unearned dollars at his beck and call that are unaccounted for, there's no way to secure his presence uh for either interviews or investigations my hope and my belief in 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 law enforcement is they have worked this case they have worked it well and now that they are taking action it is because they have what they need to get the results that they want to get and and in this case it will be a conviction for murder will the charges be murder Based on what we're hearing, do you think these charges are murder, or could they be accessory to murder? I mean, no uh, one, no one else was I, mentioned. Know, it, I don't know if they're if if it's being reported that they're going to be for murder. Uh, even if it was accessory, he still under under some legal theories would have as much culpability as if he were charged with with murder. You know, it's if yeah. you, it's a, it's we've talked about RICO charges in the past. You also have you have your criminal conspiracy. So if he's part of the criminal conspiracy that resulted in a death, the law would view him as as being guilty of murder. Now, even if you did, even if you don't pull the trigger, doesn't mean you can't be convicted of murder. Right, and the fact that the grand jury is in Colleton County, that. Uh, when they always talk about a change of venue and all that sort of thing, that happens after indictments, right? 
that that would change after after the indictment. Okay. You 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 bring you bring charges where the crime occurred, and that's that's a, again kind of an old law school, you know, uh, first year law school exam uh, where somebody's you know at Carowinds on the state line, and they have one foot in North Carolina, one foot in South Carolina. You know, who who and and they shoot somebody depending on where the body falls. Yeah. That's who would have jurisdiction on the case. Right. So we do have uh, a comment from Dick Harpootlian. He says that he has not received official word from anybody about anything. And Jim Griffith has declined to comment. And Jim has maintained Ellick's innocence all along. So I guess maybe he's processing. Well, uh, for, Har- for, for, for Harpootlian to be at a loss for words says <laughs> a lot because that is not his reputation. And it's, I mean, it's very possible that Ellick. Was I mean, I, I would assume Ellick's not confessing to those guys, right? I mean, it's very possible they believed him at some point, or at least early on, and they're also I, his defense attorney. You know, the, the honest answer is it's not their job. You know, your job as, as the defense lawyer, it doesn't matter. They still have a job to do, and, and they don't want to say anything uh, either way, but, you know, it doesn't it's not looking too good for Alec. And, and, you know, if, if what the, if the indictments come down for murder of his wife and his son, you know, good, good luck to him because the jury, you know, a South Carolina jury is not going to treat that uh, very kindly to him. Right. Obviously we feel terrible for the families. I mean, the Brandsetter family who have lost a daughter and a grandson and, the Murdoch family, who have lost family members as well, and now they may have one of their family members implicated in the killing of two of their family members. It's just a terrible thing. And, you know, you hear and you see true crime shows where people kill their spouse, but you don't often see someone involved in the killing of their own child. Because you can make a motive for Maggie. You can, you can come up with a motive about she's about to tell everybody what a scumbag Alec is. Or she's filing for divorce and they have financial problems, which are clear. And they're supposed to have this uh, testimony in the beach boating accident two days after that, where they have to get in, start getting into financials. So you, so you can come up with that, but what is a motive for killing Paul? That is where we'll have to see the disconnect and why two guns, remember two guns. Well, and two, also two shooters. So maybe well, two, we don't, we don't, we don't know. Let me, let me give you the old lawyer. Let's stop right there, uh, thing. Motive does not matter in a criminal case. Motive Your rationale or reason for why you did the killing does not matter. And that and that's a that's a common in TV we're always talking about motive. Motive and means why and all that. You did it. What matters is that you did it. And that's what the evidence like. The state does not have to prove why, and we certainly can understand based on you know all 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 you know domestic interactions across all news cycles and news stories about husbands and wives killing each other. But but the good news for a prosecutor, they don't need to know what the motive was because it could be it could be senseless, i.e. Paul, where there's just nothing you know. Whatever the mo- whatever the motive was was devoid of any validity or 
Um, yeah, there's, there's no explanation for killing anybody. Right. And so the law does not require prosecutors to prove that. Yeah, that was the the lawyer you true jump. That is that is correct. But the I mom think heart from- spring, strings of of my of my heart thinking, oh my gosh, how could you kill your child? Right. Or I mean, and I'm just thinking even from as you talk it through, what would be and and you and you, the thing the conclusion you come to in this early thing as we start spit kind of spitballing here is that Maggie's the target and then Paul is collateral damage in the sense that he's either not supposed to be there he sees something he doesn't see you know something along those lines um and and the second gun is because you know Alec has decided to you know maybe it's a, I, I, maybe there's a time afterwards maybe he's put down the other gun and now he sees paul now he gets another gun and those guns are laying around it's a hunting cabin there's guns everywhere well let me ask uh john this question in your experience if charges are brought against one person and if there is another person involved would you expect charges to be brought uh shortly or at the same time uh, yes or? very soon you would typically charge a co-defendant at the same time you would you would not you would not charge. Um, you, it wouldn't be remote charging unless they did not have some key piece of evidence. So, if two people conspired to kill someone else, you wouldn't arrest one and then give somebody two weeks you know, two weeks to get out of the jurisdiction. You would bring you would probably bring those indictments at the same time now, let, me um, make, let me make up a crazy crazy wacky story okay let's say that uh the person let's say alec has another guy with him who is a drug dude from one of the gangs or something so they got alec wrapped up in a nice little bow but this drug you know gang member or whatever they've been looking for it for months they can't get him he maybe he's back in whatever country that he maybe he came from or whatever is that possible that they go okay we can't wait any longer we're getting alec and we'll we'll then we can release to the public we're looking for this dude is that something i mean a crazy it's a crazy kind of thing so but you would, still, you would indict them both at the same time and turn that indictment over to interpol oh okay interpol okay you wouldn't need the guy go after him. we 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 i worked on okay. a, a case in in union county where the the defendant in the murder was in in mexico so the 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 man who was a party to the murder Uh was in mexico and so we we had to work with interpol uh and that in that matter to try to get find find him and bring him back okay so you indict him and then you then you can go get him yeah okay that's right hey just a question about these charges if the grand jury does indict alec on these charges Will we, as a public, get information about the charges? Like, will we will we find out the rationale of why law enforcement is charging him? No, I, I and appropriately so. And I know all my sunshine lovers disagree with me on this. They should not be discussing details of the case at all because you do not want to have an issue on appeal. That, the, that you did not get a fair jury because you gave too much information out pre-trial. And so, I, you know, my hope is that there's, you know, it'll, it'll spell out 
who did what at what time, but all of the all of the my, the, the tiny particulars will not and should not be released until at trial or at a guilty plea hearing. So there won't be a press release and questions taken and that kind of thing. You don't think there, there, there may be to some degree, but not to the minutia. Okay. You know, all the, think about all, all the time that we've spent on this and, and many other people are spending it with in, in their own media outlets. Uh, we're not going to get a whole bunch of facts because you can't, you know, some of that stuff, you don't want to create pretrial prejudice because right. we, it, if an indictment comes, you know, the public will want a conviction and it needs to be obtained the right way. And so I'm, I'm a hundred percent prosecutor on, on this point, which is these need to be handled properly. And, you know, all of the press releases to date, have talked about federal the fact that federal law enforcement has been involved, mm-hmm. and so they're going to make sure that whatever comes out meets the highest standards to get a conviction. Well, and there have been a few leaks that have come out to the media. There was the impact spatter and the cell phone records of Alex's uh, trip that evening from Moselle to his parents' house and back. So With Chris there, Wilson, right? The attorney. Chris Wilson, yes. So there's been some leaks that have come out about what potential evidence is being presented to the grand jury. Yeah. Well, and 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 more may come, but it won't be in the, you know, it won't be in the volumes of information that, you know, naturally curious people will want to know. Um and and that doesn't mean it's because they don't have a case. It means because they're, you know, you, you play your cards at the card table, as Kenny Rogers would instruct you. Yes. And yeah. you don't, you're not, you're not going to lay it all out in public. Right. Um, I want to clear, I wasn't defending Alec earlier when I was saying, well, maybe there was another, per- but there's a two guns thing. That's what I keep going. No, back to. no. Yeah, and I'm think, just I really curious. A, I think there's, that is, uh, the indictment may, the, the indictment could say murder of Maggie by, you know, a, uh, uh, a rifle, um, you know, some some type of uh, ballistic that that came from a rifle, and it may it may say, you know, Paul's death was the result of a shotgun blast, you know, with with buckshot. So some some things that we've speculated on and we we've, we've heard will be confirmed through the indictment, what? but but not huge amounts of details. Okay, time frame. Basically, you got the indictment. And then, even though he's already in jail on a massive bond, they they go have to redo that again, right? They'll set a new they'll set a new bond, yeah. You know, and it depends on if he gets charged with murder in the first degree, if he gets charged with second degree, yeah. Depends on what he gets charged with, and if they're seeking the death penalty, and um, then he'll either have no bond or a new bond. In this case, it'll be you know, at the number that, you know, it's currently at that, that maybe we've argued about before, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a super high number. Well, I mean, it does, when would that bond hearing, how quickly does that bond hearing take place after an indictment? Immediately. I mean, okay. he'll be arrested and then processed for bond. And if there's not a guilty or, plea, uh, a trial on something like this, no guilty plea, 
we talking a year? Are we talking six months? What do you? To, to, I know it's hard to speculate, but I would ex I would expect in a jurisdiction of this size, uh, I would expect six months to a year on the actual murder trial if if there is not a guilty plea or some some type of plea entered. All the evidence, you know, they've had a year and a half to gather all the evidence, so they'll be able to give it to the defense counsel in a nice package, and they'll they'll you know. The judge at the arraignment may set a trial. Yeah, he may set a schedule and say, "All right, discoveries to be turned over by this point." Yeah, it it'll it'll move it'll move fast as it should. Okay, cool, um, John. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's it's uh, you know again it's 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 awful news. It's awful to think about uh, what what those family members were thinking at the time uh, they were spending their last seconds on earth. And I have a lot of faith in the jury system of South Carolina to do the right thing. Well, even though it's really sad, I'm sure it is also good for the family to have some sort of resolution. If they can get the conviction in which I, I have to think that like John said, this is case is probably pretty ironclad. Uh, Snyder. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I am seeing something from Fox News Carolina where they are confirming that Alex Murdoch's attorney, Jim Griffith, has confirmed that the former Lowcountry attorney is expected to be indicted on murder charges later this week in the deaths of Maggie and Paul Murdoch. Um, if you want to reach out to us, Murdoch Podcast on Facebook, MurdochPodcast.com, Matt Harris Podcast at gmail.com. We are always very, very grateful to you for listening and very, very grateful to all the uh, reporters in the area who are digging in and getting the information. And we will continue uh, to give you what we know. And uh, we will talk soon. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. Ohio is a land of mystery, from missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies, from myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com.